Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by an anthropologist, author, filmmaker, and historian. She takes you on a journey across the Greek Isles in Smithsonian Channel's Greek Island Odyssey. We welcome Bethany Hughes. Hi, how are you doing? Absolutely great. Let's go beyond the mic. 1,700 miles, 27 different vessels, right. two storms at sea, a bee attack, and an earthquake really feels like a true odyssey. You follow the legendary Odysseus's path through Greece. Why did you consider this project? I just think that it's one of the most amazing stories of all time. You know, if we think we talk about an odyssey based on the story of this Greek hero, Odysseus, and really the whole of life is there. It's a story of challenges, unexpected challenges being thrown in our path, the beginning of civilization as we know it, how we need to collaborate to survive, and just basically an an incredible kind of rip-roaring tale. So I, I wanted to follow in his path across the Mediterranean. He took 10 years, I only took six months to do it. But as you say, on loads of 27 different boats, um, and to really learn about the story of the ancient world and to reveal all these incredible new discoveries that we have access to in archaeological sites right the way across the Mediterranean. What was your favorite site on this expedition? Well, I mean, so many. They were really special. I was... Um, on a dig in Pylos, which is in southern Greece, which is where, if you know the story of the Trojan War, there's a great hero, an elder called Nestor, and it's Nestor's palace at Pylos. And as we were filming there, this beautiful gold belonging to a Bronze Age warrior, so we're talking around 3,400 years old, just came out of the earth as I was standing there filming and talking to the archaeologist. So that was pretty... And that was pretty, pretty special, something I'm not going to forget. So that was a really good thing. But then some very gruesome revelations on the island of Crete, where there's evidence of human sacrifice um, following an earthquake. So all those stories, again, that we hear in the myths of young princesses being sacrificed, you know, to keep the gods on side, it looked like we were actually finding the evidence of that. So, um, yeah, so I mean, some real, really extraordinary, unforgettable uh, moments of live archaeology. Um, but the sites, they're, they're all pretty cool. I think, I think maybe weirdly coming home to Odysseus's island um, of Ithaca, that was almost the most touching thing to imagine this great warrior, this, this wily, clever guy, finally making it home to his wife. And, and I really learned after the journey that home is where love is. Um, the only issue when we got back to the island of Ithaca was that there was a massive earthquake. <laughs> When we were on the island, so, so I kind of felt that the Poseidon, you know, the Greek god of earthquakes, was still hunting me down to the very end. Now, your own adventures were stoked over 30 years ago because of a television show about King Tut. Do you feel that in doing Greek Island Odyssey, you might be helping the future adventurers begin? I so hope so, because I think that I always think with history, you can't really understand history unless you go to the place where it happened. It almost feels disrespectful to write about it from a distance. So I was taught that when I was very young and I was a student and I, and I kind of went off on these adventures very early. And I would love to think that this is inspiring people to, you know, just pack a small bag, go off, find find a bit of history that really fascinates you and, and go and try and experience it, you know, um, follow in the footsteps of a hero of yours and then go to the sites. I'd, I would love it if it inspired other people, particularly now when we've all spent a year locked down and locked up and 
not able to, to travel. It would be amazing if it made people head out to those hotspots of human history. As you sailed across the Med, plenty of time to think. What did you think about as you go through these incredibly historically filled areas? You know, what it really made me realize is that the myths often seem to be about individuals, like individual heroes or heroines or warriors. And those are important. But it made me realize in a very practical way that you only survive if you collaborate with those around you. So you can be individually heroic, individually brilliant and inspiring. But you literally only have your life at the end of the day if others help you. And, and you really notice that when you're on a tiny, tiny little wooden boat out in the middle of a big, of a, you know, a big boiling sea. We went to one place where there were 58 shipwrecks, you know, at the bottom beneath us on the bottom of the bed from, from the Roman period, from, from Greek times, um, from the medieval world. And you just got that sense that we, that, we can deal with the challenges that are thrown in our path if we help one another get through them. So I wasn't expecting to feel like that, but I really, really, um, you know, to the core of my being felt that because there are lots of times when the guys around me, I've got a great crew, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be alive and talking to you today if they hadn't, if they hadn't helped out. So, um, yeah, so kind of working with others, I guess, was the, was the big thing, the big takeaway thoughts I had from that journey. How many people were on your team? And you got to give them props. So there were, on our team, it was very small. We had kind of six or so people, um, a collaboration of a Greek and British and Cypriot crew. Um, I have to say one of my favorite moments was when we were caught in this storm with 90 kilometers an hour winds and six meter high waves. And my cameraman and I were rather proud of the fact we were the only people not throwing up on the boat. <laughs> so even the Greek sailors, and the captain, <laughs> I feel like we're, you know, leaning over the side. So, yeah, it's a small team, but we we absolutely become family by, by the end of any shoot. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I know the difference between the two. So, which are you, Venus or Aphrodite? Aha, uh-huh, very good. Aphrodite. This is because I've written a book about Aphrodite, isn't it? Definitely Aphrodite, the, the, the kind of original older goddess, I reckon. Favorite place to vacation? Uh, Greece. Okay. What was your favorite meal during the entire trip? Uh, I, I went to a beautiful beekeeper and was attacked by his bees, the bee attack that you mentioned. But I tasted the honey fresh from his hive that he gathered, gathers by boat. So the, the boat of the Odysseus of honey from the island of Icaria in the Mediterranean. Favorite place to ride your bike where you don't get hurt this time. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I got knocked off my bike in Soho. I would say cycling through West London to go and see my lovely 90 year old mom to try and cheer her up through lockdown. What was the last book you read that wasn't your own? Uh-huh. So I'm actually reading Lawrence Durrell so, who wrote a book about the island of Rhodes and his adventures there in the 1950s and comparing it to my own. So, Lawrence Durrell, uh, Marine Venus. And what are you most passionate about? Making people care about the story of the world, even if it involves people who are no longer alive. I always think history isn't the story of the dead. It's the story of lives. So, kind of waking people up of that amazing, exciting, privileged fact. First thought on the lost city of Atlantis. Oh, it definitely existed. 
So I think there's no question that it's based on the Bronze Age civilization on Santorini, the island of Santorini, that was blown up in this huge volcanic eruption around uh, 3,500 uh, years ago. And, oh my, it's the most enormous, enormous thing. And I think it would be weird if legends hadn't been created about it. So so I, I, I reckon I've been to where Atlantis, to the lost city of Atlantis. And where will your next adventure be off to? Mm-hmm. Very good question. So I'm talking to you from quarantine because I've just landed from Malta and I've been investigating the underground city of the Crusader Knights of the island of Malta. I know. Amazingly exciting. So that will be the next one to, to come on come on screen. We've just finished filming there. She's passionate about Aphrodite, was attacked by bees, and her next project is investigating the Crusader Knights of Malta. We thank Bethany Hughes for talking with us today. Pleasure, pleasure. Enjoy the show. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.